we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word. What a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, He abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. No other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. On how to turn defeat to progress. Do you hear what I said? How to turn defeat into progress. That's what I want to share with you this morning. How can you turn defeat to progress? Every young person's life comes with a lot of mistakes. A lot of challenges, a lot of not knowing what to do. You know, when you are young, you have more passion than you have more insight. You are actually so excited sometimes about what you are passionate about. But you may get to a point that you find yourself making some mistakes. And when you make mistakes, if you don't know how to handle mistakes, mistakes can begin to mar your path. It, it, there is every tendency that one mistake can lead to another, lead to another, and instead of getting it right, instead of moving forward, that mistake can get you stuck or get you to go back. So, and this is not just for young people alone. Life is a place where you face defeat. Or you face challenges that you don't even plan for. And every time you see somebody that is called a winner, a winner is not a person without challenges or somebody who has not faced one defeat or the other in life. A winner is somebody who has been able to know how to undo defeat and has been able to overcome it. So, you have to accept it that you must know how to turn your defeat to progress. How when you face certain situations in life, you make the best out of it, they don't make the worst out of you. There are people 
that life has made the worst out of. But winners are people that what has made the worst out of others has brought out the best in them. So all I want to do with you within this session is in case you are yet to face things that want to bring the worst out of you. But whether you like it or not, they are coming. You don't need to say amen or not. Life has been programmed with so many things that can bring out the worst in you. But for everyone that is born again, whatever brings out the worst out of others is expected to bring out the best in you. So you don't have any excuse to say, I am like this because I confronted things that were more than me. Only failures give excuses. Winners only tell you. Why do you listen to winners? You listen to winners because they have been through certain things, but they have overcome them. So I want to teach you this morning how to be an overcomer. And can you come with me very quickly to the book of First John chapter 5. How do you turn defeat, whatever defeat you may have to confront or face in life? Turn your Bible to the book of First John. First John. Are you there? I can hear you. All right. Let's look at 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. He said, For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Whoever. Whether that person is born in the village. Whether that person is born in the city. Where you were born does not matter. What you are born of is what matters. Where you were born does not matter. But what you are born of, what you are born of is what matters. So our limitations and our experiences that may want to limit us are not as a result of where we were born. They are as a result of what we are born of. What you are born of has to do with who you are from the inside. So he said whatsoever that has been born of God. Who has been born of God is somebody who is no longer just born of this world but has been born of the power of God who is born again. So when you are born again as a young person, you are set up to win in life. Are you getting what I'm sharing with you? It doesn't matter the circumstance that gave birth to you. It doesn't matter the limitations that your parent faced. 
So whatever that is born of God overcomes that person can never be defeated even though that person cannot defeat. So what I'm going to share with you is very practical but you have to get it right. So the basic thing before we go into that is that what are you born of? What are you born of? If you are born of your parents, you are born of them, you can be limited in life. It doesn't matter even if somebody is born by the president of a nation, it can still be defeated eventually. If you are born by your environment, if what has produced your life is your location, your environment that you are living, or your education, you can still be limited. There are professors who are limited. There are millionaires, billionaires who are frustrated. So, what burns you is not what matters. What you are born of is what matters. So, when you are born of God, you cannot be defeated. But you must know that it is not automatic. Everybody comes to face circumstances that are greater than them. That tries to pull them down. But overcomers make progress out of what wants to defeat them. So what I want to share with you is how do you turn defeat to progress even when you are born of God when you are born again I don't like seeing believe being defeated around me because I believe that when you are born again there is a DNA in you that is a DNA of a winner so beginning from now you can look at whatever that you are passing through or you are going to pass through and say, I cannot be defeated. Can you tell yourself, I cannot be defeated? I can hear you say that confidently. You are a youth. Say it loud and clear. I cannot be defeated. What you are saying is that no matter what you pass through, the new you is possible. The new you is possible. Now, we're going to read one more scripture. Then I go to share with you very quickly what I want to share with you. There is a scripture I want to show you in the book of Micah. Everybody, if you go that, go and search for Micah. I won't tell you where it is. And I will know. Are you there? Uh -huh. Micah. Are you there now? Eh? All right. Micah chapter 7. Micah chapter 7. Now look at verse 8. Everybody with me. If you don't have your Bible, you can open your Bible on your phone. But it is good to always open your Bible whenever you are listening to the word of God. So that you can see together. Sometimes Bible has a way of ministering to you personally when you open it. And if you don't have a Bible, let us know. We can give you 
your personal Bible. Now, Micah chapter 7 verse 8 says, Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. And I want you to see your enemy there, not one which, not one somebody somewhere. See your enemy as your challenges. See your enemy as things that are standing on your way. Now, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. Although I have fallen, I will rise. That's the mentality of overcomers. Although I have fallen, although I am facing defeat, but I will rise. Although I dwell in darkness, the Lord is my light. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I want to tell you that the new you is possible. There is a new you God wants you to be, and that new you is possible. Now, take note of this. God did not make anybody for defeat. You are not made for defeat. You are made for victory. You are not made for any form of defeat. You are made for progress. When you check your life and you know who God has made you to be, that is who he has made you to be. And it is what you see yourself to be that you can become. It is who you are seeing yourself. If you are seeing yourself to be somebody who will be defeated, you have said it. But if you see yourself to be somebody to say, no, God has made me for victory, not defeat. Then you don't see yourself defeated no matter what comes your way. So you become whatever you envision of your life. Whatever you are seeing about yourself, that's what you become. Anytime you see most great people, I've told you, they have one defeat or the other at one point in their lives. They were disappointed. Some great business people have been failures in business. Some people who have attained certain height, they have been people that others have mocked and they have said, nothing can ever come out of this person. For the fact that people look at you and they say, nothing can ever come out of you does not mean that they are right. Don't let other people's opinion becomes the reality of your life. Never allow it. Don't let what people think of you to become your reality. There are some of us, our life is that we are living out in reality who people say you are. But you are not who people say you are. You are who God says you are. So don't allow. I have seen somebody, a particular sister, that God has delivered now. But before God delivered her, when she was small, people just, especially where her matter began, was even from some distant relatives. When they come around, they will tell her. They, somebody among the you know, extended family member gave her a wrong name. A nickname. And the more they called her name, the more they reinforced the negativity in her. 
So she began to grow to respond to the way they were calling her. You know, when they begin to call you that you are you are never organized in your life and you keep hearing it, you are not organized. You are not organized. Your life can begin to turn to a reality of what people say you are. Overcomers refuse a wrong identity. Don't allow people's opinion to become the reality of your life. So when you see people who are great, they are people who have failed at one time or the other. And whatever God will do with your life, I'm sharing something that will benefit you. You must be somebody that knows if God has not made me to be a defeated person, nothing can stop me. I will be who God says I am. Can you say that to yourself? I will be who God says I am. I can't hear you. I want you to communicate. You can defeat in life, but refuse to be defeated. You have to refuse to be defeated. You know, sometimes, every time you face certain limitations, certain things that are powerful than you, certain defeat, it may be a way that God is showing you the right way. I wrote something in one of my books called Lead Up. That's the title of that book. About a man they called Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison was an inventor and you know he had many inventions like the bulb and everything like that. And he got to a time he built a very powerful factory. When he built that factory, that was the place he get to get his inventions out. A very expensive factory. So, suddenly, the factory caught fire. The factory caught fire and everything that he had labored for went on flame. That very day, he went from hero to zero. All that he has built all his life went down. And then the wife and the son, they were around because the factory was within his compound where he lived. And he began to look for his son. Immediately he find, found his son. He told his son, where is your mother? Where is your mother? Go and look for your mother. And he told the son, just find your mother that nobody is dead in this fire. Tell your mother there will never be a kind of this fire again. Immediately, the, they got the wife. The following day, they packed all the rubbles. And he called all the staff. He said, do you see something? We have seen that this factory is burnt down. But we are going to build again. He said, it is time to get to work and we build again. They began to build. It was a person that it was accorded to that he had a trial of about 1,999 way of trying to get something done. And he couldn't get it done. And then they asked him, how, why have you failed this number of times? And he told them, he said, 
we have failed in 1,099 times of not getting it right so that we can get it right. And do you know, the next 2,000th time he tried, he got it right. So sometimes, no matter what happens to you, no matter what comes your way, you must have overcomers mentality that says, we are not going to settle for defeat. Have I communicated to somebody? You know, many a times when I teach people, or God speaks to me, I realize that sometimes when God speaks to us, it is to prepare us for what is to come. I have had shares of experiences in life that I realized that, wow, there are messages that I've had. That I've actually, when I was listening to those things, they don't make sense to me. But as I'm talking to you now, it might make sense to you now, if you are going through certain things, but when you face certain things, this is how to overcome. And God is preparing you. So real winners have always gone through painful seasons. They have always been through painful seasons of defeat before winning. If you are a winner and you don't have stories of defeat, you are not a real winner. If you are a winner, you don't have stories of defeat, you are not a real winner. So, when you encounter defeat, how do you turn it to progress? There is one thing I will share and build other things from it. One thing is important. There is one reason why people cannot make progress out of what comes their way. It affects many of us. And what is that thing? We don't always learn from our defeat. Do you hear what I said? Can I say it again? Every defeat can be overcome if you learn from it. Every time you see people who have always overcome one other, one defeat or the other in life, they are always learners. They learn from whatever they go through. Say, I will be a learner. I can't hear what you are saying. I will be a learner. You will be a learner and once you are able to learn from any mistake, that mistake is no longer a loss to you. Any error, whatever that happens to you, that you are able to learn from, you learn from that thing. At the end of the day, that thing will make you The reason people repeat mistakes upon mistakes is because they don't learn from mistakes upon mistakes. Where I come from, they used to say when a child is walking and he stumbles, eh, he looks to the front. He keeps going. But when an elder elderly person walks and stumbles. He stops. He looks back. What happened? 
So the difference between an elderly person and a young person that continue to stumble again and continue. Stumble again and he get to a time by the time he stumble, he knocks his head on the floor. But an elder knows now that ah, why am I, what has happened? When we learn to learn from our defeat, from our mistakes, you will make progress out of them. So there are certain things you are going through now. There are certain things you have been through. But the reason it looks as if you cannot deal with them. Some people have been in a wrong relationship last year. Next year they will enter another one. In two years time they will enter another one. And you will tell them, ah, the relationship you had the last time did not work. Why is, is it that this one is not also working? If you have learned from the former relationship, this one will be better. Do you say amen to that? So learners, there is a way they seek defeat. Number one, learners seek defeat as education. Whatever that happens to me, of course I don't like it. Of course, maybe it has happened by my own foolishness. Maybe by my own error. It has happened maybe by my stubbornness. But it doesn't matter. What matters is that is it an education? Has he educated me? So when you see learners that when you see people and they commit some blunders and you look at their life that these people will never rise again. But when you look at their lives later, they are getting better. And you wonder what has happened to them. They have allowed what happened to them to be their educator. To educate them. How do you allow what you pass through to educate you? So learners, they see defeat as education. What I want God to achieve in you today is to have the spirit of a learner. A learner, a learner that we want to learn from whatever that has always been bringing you down. There is no habit you have in your life you can't deal with. You have an addiction in your life. You realize that this addiction, I cannot just do with it. I can't do without smoking. I can't do without this. I can't do without that. There is nothing you cannot do without. You can learn your way out of it. Are you together with me? Smile, smile, smile. Smile at your neighbor say you can learn your way out of it. Uh, because the way we are frowning our face, this is because I'm frowning. Glory be to Jesus. How did learners see defeat? They see defeat as the next step to something better. Next step. When you are defeated, your next step must not be another defeat. If it is another defeat, maybe God is still taking you through a process of being a learner. That's why Thomas Edison said, 1,999 of not knowing how to do it. But we will continue to try. And as he did the next one, he got it right. Learners see defeat. Take note. 
as opportunity. They see it as opportunity for fresh start. When you see somebody who turns defeat to progress, that person will say, oh, now that I missed this, now that I got it wrong, now that this thing as I planned didn't work, this is an opportunity for me to begin in a fresh way. Do you understand that? I can hear you. So these three things are important. To be a learner. They are important. Number four, learners in defeat. They see defeat as the opportunity to go for better wisdom. That means whatever that is defeating you is your master. You need to master it. And to master whatever that is greater than you, you must have wisdom that is greater than that thing. How did David bring down Goliath? David had what Goliath did not have. So when you want to bring down and deal with a circumstance in your life, until you are able to be wiser than what is bringing you down, that thing continues to bring you down. But a moment you become wiser, that thing becomes under your control. I hope you will apply what I'm teaching you this morning. Huh? So how do we learn to turn defeat to progress? In any area of our lives, whether in our marriage, whether in our career, whether in our spiritual life, how do you learn? Number one, learn to ask what caused my defeat. Learn to always ask yourself questions. Are you listening to me? Learn to always do what? I can't hear you. Learn to always ask yourself questions. In Luke chapter 15, verse 17, Luke 15, 17, the Bible talk about a prodigal son who told his father, give me the share of my possession. He left. He didn't have the capacity to manage it. He was not mature enough to undo it. He, if he wasted everything. But do you know that prodigal son is a wonderful son? In verse 17, the Bible says he came to himself. There is a point in your life that nothing will change until you come to yourself. Until you are able to sit down and say, what has even happened to me? Why am I like this? What am I doing? In a wrong way. Learn to ask yourself. What has caused this? See. If you take a step forward to this point. You are coming from that point. So when you get here. And you don't like where you are. What should you do? Ask yourself. What has happened between that point and this point? You will gain wisdom. You will know you have done that you ought not to do so that's how to learn to turn defeat to victory to progress learn to ask yourself why am i in this mess why am i in this situation some people continue in a situation because they don't ask themselves number two learn to slow down 
Many a times, if you are going to learn how to turn every defeat, whatever you don't like about your life, into progress, you cannot do that by making haste to continue. You have a very bad relationship. And that relationship has closed down. And you don't slow down to take your time to find out what has happened. You quickly enter into another one. See, greater than what has happened is waiting. There is a dimension of life. Sometimes when certain things happen that you don't like, God is teaching you how to slow down. And do you know, slowing down is very easy for adults, but it's difficult for young people. What we don't like to do is to slow down. You tell a young person to wait, there is a problem. You tell you 1,001 reasons why he cannot wait. But when you are going to be somebody that whenever anything happens to you, you will get better out of it. You must learn to do what? Slow down. Tell your neighbor, slow down. Yeah. Sometimes mistakes, solutions, they don't come out until you slow down. If you are in a haste, there are ways you may not be able to read certain things very well. But when you slow down, they become very clear. Slow down. Tell your neighbor, slow down. Number three, are you getting what I'm sharing with you? I want you to get it. You have to put it into practice. Learn to boldly acknowledge your fault without passing blames. Don't be somebody who pass blame to other person. Do you know why that relationship cannot work? That guy is a bad guy. The guy is always the bad guy. No. Do you know why I'm like this? My parents will not send me to good school. So you must learn to boldly. There are people who have met bad people but they have been able to still move forward. There are people who have been in a circumstance that has brought you down, but they have been able to overcome it. So don't always pass blame. Learn. It takes learning ability to acknowledge boldly your fault. You know, there is a place in Proverbs that says, he that covers his sin will not prosper. But he that confess it and forsake it, if you don't acknowledge that something is wrong, whenever anything happens to you, see, you have your input there. Every time you look at everything that other people do and you don't check, what, how have I contributed to this defeat that I'm facing? You won't be able to make the best out of it. I hope somebody is able to get what I'm saying. Number four, learn not to nurse guilt within you. Every time
time you want to make a best out of your defeat. You want to turn your defeat to progress. Guilt. You are trying to condemn yourself. That's guilt. Saying, wow, what a terrible me. What a useless me. What a this me. The guilt you nurse in your heart will blind you towards the right thing you need to do. The same way you ought not to quickly move forward as if nothing has happened, the same way you must not nurse guilt. Do you know the difference between Peter that followed Jesus and Judas Iscariot? Peter denied Jesus, isn't it? What did Judas Iscariot also do? He denied Jesus. Was Peter able to make progress in spite of that? Was Judas Iscariot able to make progress? Do you know? You did not hear. He, he was a man who nursed the guilt inside him until he went to commit suicide. The more you nurse guilt, it will take you to negative direction. Negative No matter what has happened to you, don't nurse guilt. Instead of nursing guilt, acknowledge that you have done something wrong. Or acknowledge that something wrong has happened. Go to the Lord. Lord, I am sorry. How can I get it right? Number five. Learn to take positive action that will propel you forward. Learn to do what? Take positive action. Defeats want to stop you or take you backward, but you are the one to say no. There are steps you can take that can move you forward. If you take negative action, whenever negative things happen to you, they drag you back. If you take positive action, no matter what happens to you, it propels you forward. Number six, learn to humble yourself. Learn to humble yourself in the face of defeat. Do you know sometimes God permit defeat in our lives to kill pride in us? Do I have a witness in the house? Every time you get it right, you get it right. Things are working. You are getting it right. There's something about you that will be saying, oh boy, you know how to do things. Oh. You are the best. You know, when you keep telling yourself, you know saying, you are just the best. There is a tendency that you are breeding pride in your heart. But God can allow certain situations that will relegate you. When that thing happens, God is trying to humble you. And don't forget, God does not exalt the proud. Who does God exalt? I can't hear you. Are you together with me? The humble. So let me close. Learn to be a rebuilder. Learn to be a what? A rebuilder. No matter what has happened, you can rebuild. See, I can rebuild. Check Isaiah chapter 9, verse 10. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 10. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 10. As I close, I've been waiting for the coordinator. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 10. He said, the bricks are falling down. But we will build. That's the mentality of an overcomer. I have been defeated. But I'm not defeated. I will build. 
I will build. We will rebuild. No matter what has fallen down in your life, in your marital life, in your spiritual life, in whatever that has happened, have the mind we will rebuild. In Isaiah chapter 61, verse 4, Isaiah 61, 4, what God says about you, his own child, his own daughter, his own son, is that you shall rebuild the old ruins. What other people can, what they have abandoned, they say, no, we cannot cope with this anymore. In your family, what has been bringing them down, ruining them, you will rebuild it. God wants everyone to be a rebuilder. When you are born again, where others fail, God is saying you can succeed there. Do you agree with me? And finally, learn to use your imagination constructively. Learn to use your imagination. What is imagination? The image in your mind. That is where we get imagination from. Your mind is a picture former. Everything about your life is being formed in your mind. So when you form something in your mind, watch out. It becomes the reality of your life. When you form something in your mind, so your mind is the battlefield of your life. Whatever will happen to you, happens to your mind first. When it happens to your mind, when you are defeated in your mind, you can't succeed on the outside. No matter happening around you. When your mind is strong, your mind becomes powerful. You will be standing in the midst of anything that is happening. I think I have done a little by the grace of God justice to what I wanted to teach you this morning. If you face situations after now and your heads are bowed, if you are keeping repeating the same mistakes and errors and errors and errors after now, that means you have not opened your mind to this teaching. Mistakes are not bad. Repeating them is what is bad. Errors are not bad. But don't keep dwelling in them. Find out all that I've taught you. How do you learn from them? Be a learner. Tell your neighbor, be a learner. Every time you are a learner, oh my God. There are a very wonderful benefit of being a learner. When you are facing defeat. Number one, you develop character. You develop character. Character development comes when you are learning from defeat. Number two, you develop understanding. How do people have understanding? They have learned and learned and learned and learned. Now, they have understanding. Number three, you develop empathy. Do you know what is called empathy? What is empathy? Do you know there is a difference between sympathy and empathy? Now, when you talk about sympathy, you see somebody who is, who, is, who is weeping and you feel for that person. You just sympathize. You feel. You just, oh, you are sorry for that person. You, oh, I don't like what this person is going through. But do you know what is called empathy? Empathy is when you see somebody weeping, you are weeping. Has it happened to any of us before? You know, many of us now have both face, strong face. 
When people are weeping and you don't even weep. When people are laughing, you don't laugh. So which one do you do? You are not empathizing. That's why the Bible says, when you see people who are weeping, what should you do? Weep with them. When you see people who are rejoicing, what should you do? But many of us, we are not. when you see people rejoicing, that's when you... And when people are weeping, that's when you laugh. You need what is called empathy. Do you know how to grow empathy? When you have been through what people are, are going through, you will empathize with them. Do you know what that is going to make you? It's going to make you somebody who can help other people. You, you will be a leader. You, do you know we have many leaders in this nation who are not empathizers? They don't feel what you are feeling. They don't even pass through the road. Look at the rain falling out. You don't pass through Socaro to know what is happening. We are running on generator. They have never known what it means to take light. I was with a leader recently and he said to us, he said, he has become, he, the Lord has blessed him right now, but you know something, come and stay with me so I can stop. You know something, he said sometimes he will just decide to leave the flint of cars at home. You were there. He will decide to go and climb bikes. He said he wanted to feel what the church members are feeling. You know, when a pastor has become so comfortable, that everything now is comfort. When members are crying to him and say, Sir, uh, please help me to pray, he will cross his leg. He may be sipping tea and say, The Lord will help you. The Lord will, help. The Lord will surely deliver you. That's not Jesus. So. The, go and check Hebrews chapter 4 and Hebrews chapter 5. When you check Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible made us to understand we don't have the high priest that is not touched. By the feeling of our infirmities. So the reason Jesus is Jesus that can help you. Is because he has been through what you are going through. He has even been through something terrible than what you are going through. So when you are going through certain defeat in life. God is teaching you to be somebody who can be. Who can feel what others are feeling. You cannot bless people when you don't feel when you are not in their shoes when you don't feel what they are feeling you won't be able to bless them lift your right hand unto heaven pray lord i receive the grace from today to be a learner i receive the grace to learn how to turn every defeat in my life to victory to progress I receive that grace. Go ahead and pray. Receive it right now. I want you to receive that grace. Receive it right now. In the Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Will you rise to your feet? Can we pray one more prayer, brother? Can we pray? Before you go, please rise to your feet. Let me share this with you. I learned something of Jesus at a time. I think it's from Luke chapter 8, there about where a woman was caught in the very act of adultery. And they brought her to Jesus. We caught this woman. 
I've shared it times so you know it's one of my favorite scriptures the law of Moses tells us that when you catch such a person you must tone that person so Jesus what do you say they were trying to tempt him that's what the word of God says favor are you listening to me to say Jesus join us to stone this woman together and you know something if he had joined them after they have stoned that woman, they will call everybody and say, come and see Jesus. Who you think is your savior? He has joined us to stone this woman. So your hope is dashed. So Jesus looked at them and said, any one of you who has not committed any sin, let him be the first person to throw a stone at this you know many of us like to throw stones now throw you know not physical stones but you throw stones you know say we throw stones to government leaders to people you just throw bomb of stones with your mouth and jesus was writing on the floor by the time he looked up none of them was around all the leaders that have come to say let's kill this woman this is what she has done and Jesus looked around, woman, where are your accusers? Do you know the first thing I learned there? I realized that if I am going to really relate well with people, God has taken me through certain defeats in life. I have committed certain errors. I have made certain mistakes. But God still loved me. He has rejected me. So when I see people around me commit certain things, I don't have desire to reject them. Because something always comes to my mind. Do you know if God has rejected you, will you be able to stand to condemn them? That's number one. Number two, Jesus now look at the woman. When all those who could not empathize, who feel we have not been through any error before, we have not made any mistake before. But they were liars. Were they not liars? Was anybody, any of them able to stand? That tells you that they wanted to stone. They themselves were qualified to be stoned. I don't know whether you agree with me. But Jesus exposed them. So for the fact that you are trying to condemn another person. Does not mean you are better than that person. So Jesus now look at the woman. Woman. I have not allowed those who want to condemn you to condemn you. Because they themselves, they have been through defeat. They have been held. He said, neither do I condemn you. But woman, don't keep committing this defeat. Go and sin no more. How many of us here are tired of some heroes? You keep making decisions to certain lifestyles. But Jesus is saying, I'm not condemning you. But you need grace to overcome those errors, those lifestyles. I don't know if we have somebody like that there, here, who want to say, Lord, things that have been bringing me down, I don't want them to bring me down anymore. Character that has been following me, I don't want this character to fall me again. Abbey that has been falling me. I don't want this abbey to fall me again. Sin that has been falling me. I don't want this sin to fall me again. Jesus, give me the grace. 
from today to turn whatever that has been falling me down to progress. Lift your hands and pray that. Receive that grace from the Lord everybody right now. Receive it. I am living here. Receive it. If you don't want to be like those Pharisees, you need to pray that prayer. Tell the Lord, Lord, those things that have been falling me down, those things that have been bringing me to defeat, Lord, I come to you right now that you will help me to rise above them not to repeat them anymore i don't want to repeat them anymore as i have learned from here teach me how to overcome them man pray that prayer with all your heart thank you heavenly father in jesus mighty name it is done receive that grace right now in the name of jesus all that defeats that have been falling you down habits Addictions caught. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on. While we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus.